0: Welcome to the Cambridge Judge Business School Podcast Centre.
1: The eyes of the world are drawn to Japan and the horrific scenes of devastation in the wake of Friday's massive earthquake and tsunami. The eyes of the worldwide nuclear energy community are focused on the crisis that has developed at the Fukushima nuclear plant, where six reactors are located. The earthquake is thought to have disabled vitally important cooling systems, and that could lead to nuclear meltdown. Dr William Nuttall of the Cambridge Judge Business School is a senior lecturer in technology policy and a leading member of the University of Cambridge Nuclear Energy Centre. Meltdown is a phrase commonly used, but what does it mean in the nuclear environment?
0: Once a reactor has been shut down, the decay of the radioactive atoms of the fuel is sufficient to generate significant amounts of heat initially, uh, between 5 and 10 percent of the amount of heat you'd get when it was actually running at full power. And that needs to be cooled actively, in in most cases, with the flow of uh, water. If for any reason the fuel starts to become uncovered and and uncooled, uh, the heat um, is such that temperatures can rise to, to actually melt the fuel, even so much that the fuel melts to the bottom of the uh, reactor pressure vessel, that being the first stage to the concerns of a meltdown, uh, where it can, in time, if the temperature remains hot enough, uh, erode the reactor pressure vessel and even possibly later uh, undermine the uh, the containment. And that, that scenario whereby the molten fuel is attacking first the pressure vessel and, and then the containment is is the scenario that's termed a meltdown.
1: What happens when the containment vessel is damaged?
0: Well, I think this is the uh, the thing to understand: is that the containment, which is a feature of most uh, what's that, most uh, nuclear reactor designs and a prominent feature of current reactor designs, is in some sense the, the safety feature of last resort. This is this is uh, the thing that holds within the reactor the uh, harmful radioactive uh, atoms. Even in a situation where the uh, the reactor is irrevocably damaged, so uh, I, I took some comfort from the fact that the Japanese reactors at Fukushima indeed do have containments and, and they seemed initially to be doing the, the job that, that, that they 're there for uh, and it 's the key difference between uh, this incident and the uh, Chernobyl incident of one thousand nine hundred and eighty six how the uh, containment might be damaged? Well, in this reactor type in particular, boiling water reactor, the, uh, the containment needs to have uh, orifices through which the uh, steam pipes can uh, remove the steam through the uh, turbo generator sets to make the electricity. So it's possible that the containment is breached at one of these orifices. Or perhaps uh, in extremis the containment has become fractured or, or eroded or damaged in some way. Or some, perhaps some special part of the containment is is in difficulty. I simply don't know.
1: What's the next step?
0: Well, I think there's a a balance of processes going on. One one is that um, this decay heat that I mentioned earlier, you know, it's well named because it decays in time. So the source of heat will diminish actually quite rapidly over days. And hopefully the temperatures uh, will also start to drop as the initial heat input starts to drop. We have to hope that the Containments remain, uh, hold their integrity as, as the temperature gradually starts to fall.
1: What's the, the, the risk factor or the risk element for people within that immediate kind of radius, 25-mile radius and then a 40-mile radius?
0: You know, we've seen a sequence of events. We've, we've seen small releases of steam initially, and that would have, I imagine, have uh, come from uh, water associated with cooling the core. Uh, but that would have been a controlled venting to protect against overpressure, and that, that would have released small, not at all harmful levels of radiation. And then we saw the uh, more problematic scenario of hydrogen being produced, which implied that the core had reached very high temperatures because the, yeah. the fuel was at a high enough temperature to split the oxygen and the hydrogen of the, of, the, of the steam and water. That was a sign of something worse. But again, would not necessarily be a cause for great concern because it's consistent with this c- containment system uh, containing the, 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 the vast majority of harmful material. But a containment breach is more worrying, then it becomes the you know the nature of the containment breach Can, can it be plugged? Uh, where are the materials going? Uh, do they have access to easier pathways to the atmosphere? If significant amounts of radioactive isotopes enter the atmosphere then uh, well the first approximation distance is helpful uh, uh, as it dissipates, but also you can get a plume uh, forming uh, which can go for many kilometers and then issues of wind direction become very important.
1: What's the impact of this story going to be? What's the impact of this this whole event going to be on the nuclear industry? There are already signs that uh, some of the European countries are saying, now we're going to stop, we're going to hold on to development and have to review the whole situation. What about here in the UK?
0: Well, I think the Prime Minister said that lessons will be learned, and I I think that's entirely appropriate, and I I think the the opportunity to review plans is, is, is only sensible. What we have in the United Kingdom is the prospect of building one of two types of new nuclear power plant. Both of those types, have, the designers have given enormous thought to issues of containment and loss of cooling, coolant accidents. So I think we, we can have a, a, a certain level of comfort that, you know, these are designs which have thought through, you know, these very extreme uh, scenarios. The other thing that's going on is, is the issue of, of older plants, and I think it's, it's worth pointing out that the Fukushima unit number one the, the first one to exhibit problems you know was an elderly plant and I think that uh, you know in the learning of lessons I th- expect as, as much consideration to be given to our legacy units as to be given to the uh, units that are to be built uh, where my understanding is these these accident scenarios have been given a lot of thought
1: but how much thought will they have given to, to building or creating nuclear uh, industries and reactors in a in a an earthquake-prone part of the world?
0: First of all, they they will have been, uh, from the very beginning, aware of seismic risks. I I have a question, really. Sorry to answer your question with a question. My impression is that the the earthquake initially took out power grid connections to the plants, of which there would typically be two independent connections to the grid uh, for the power plants. Uh, now, was that because the wires became uh, broken, or, or because uh, the grid itself collapsed because of the very widespread disruption to power generation? Um, I don't know. But at that point, my understanding is the diesel generators kicked in just as they should, and behind them there's battery backup, and uh, and the plant was the plants were functioning as designed. Roughly an hour later, uh, to my understanding, the, the the great tsunami wave hits the site, and and I, I suspect that that's what took out the diesel generator capacity at which point they're running on batteries uh, for a few hours to maintain these cooling pumps. And once the cooling pumps stop, you have a very serious uh, set of conditions where you start to uh, take comfort from the fact you have a containment. All in a context where you know, widespread devastation, uh, disruption to infrastructure, roads, ability to, I imagine, to, to, to deliver equipment. So clearly a, a massive incident, the earthquake and the tsunami. Uh, with a tragic and and enormous loss of life and I think we mustn't, in talking about the nuclear incident lose sight of the scale of the devastation that is manifest from the the earthquake and the tsunami but my question is, you know if the reactors could withstand the earthquake and separately might withstand a tsunami um, well clearly they were hit by both within minutes of each other and yet it's common cause, yes these are both in fact the same incident Uh, and... Presumably some thought should have been given to that. Um, so did they consider the scenario of a combined earthquake-tsunami? And uh, how bad a incident did they imagine? Is this beyond the scale of a reasonably predicted event? Because it's clearly one of the biggest earthquakes to hit Japan.
1: Are you saying there somewhere that you don't think that enough thought was given to a double catastrophe like
0: this? I don't know. I mean, I think the point is that you know, it's clearly not a double catastrophe because the same underlying geophysical origin and I I, I think that you know as everyone says that there's a need to learn lessons here but I think that no one would have uh, wished to get to a situation where you were relying on the containment with with uh, exposed and melting fuel the safety culture should have ensured that whatever the uh, imaginable catastrophe within reasonable limits to extreme catastrophe but I think you know this is not a unimaginably large event given the local geology so, so I think that, that 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 that's the the set of issues.
1: Do you think that this is going to bring about a, a change of nuclear policy in in Japan?
0: I don't know. I think that you know this is this story is evolving you know, hour by hour. I think the Japanese people uh, must be very conscious of you know the, the earthquake disruption, the tsunami, the the, the disruption to the society. Um, there will be lots of consequences of that, and and to what extent you know they, they devote their Particular concern to the future of the you know, nuclear energy. I don't know. I think it's early days. I, I think that you know that clearly there's going to have to be lessons learned. Uh, I, I, I hope and trust that that this, these, these incidents are continue to be well short of what was seen in Chernobyl in eighty six. I think that's a really a different scenario, but, and, and I hope that it continues to remain a different scenario. So it could be that that many of the lessons learned are broadly similar to those learned at Three Mile Island in seventy nine uh... in pennsylvania where where the frankly the containment saved the day uh, and it could be that those are that lesson is learned once again uh, in which case that's not a particularly um, new lesson for the nuclear industry and one that is well known for the for the those developing the reactors that might be built in the united kingdom
1: final point from from a uk point of view is there going to be any direct impact on us
0: well, I think that um, we we talked about the, the, the need to reflect on, on uh, nuclear build plans in the UK. Uh, I don't know if that will cause a delay, but I, I think, uh, you know, those are going to be United Kingdom issues. I think the other thing that's going to be of interest is uh, the global economy. There's been much talk about, you know, disruption to Japanese uh, industrial activity. And I think on energy more generally. I mean, the, the Japanese, uh, you know, have, have lost uh, by, you know, manage shutdown or by these accidents a good proportion of their nuclear electricity generation and so as you've heard there are rolling blackouts planned across japan and this puts japan under energy stress which uh, i wouldn't be surprised if they start looking to increase their imports of liquefied natural gas and of oil for oil combustion for electricity so although normal demand for oil is likely to decrease as activity decreases oil for power will be growing in in Japan. So so it'll be interesting to see what the knock-on consequences are in natural gas and oil markets. And we might see that at the pump, noting that, of course, oil prices were already high because of the political uh, disruption in the Middle East.
1: Dr. William Nuttall, thank you very much.
0: to this podcast produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School.